Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, ladettes and lads. <laughs> this is your girl, Twila Grace, and welcome to the first ever Thirsty Podcast. Oh my goodness, I have been looking forward to doing this ever since taking some time off radio, and I was just like, goodness, I miss going back on radio. I miss, you know, having to share stuff. So hey, listen. I have been given the privilege of starting this podcast and I pray that I will continue with it and tarry with it and continue with it until this community and this group grows. So I know that the name Thirsty sounds very, very interesting. Well, I'll tell you all about it and how it started without wasting too much of your time. Um, so basically one time I was, uh, away on holiday in Spain, in Zaragoza, and, um, this was on the 16th of December, 2019. And I remember this because I am one to journal thoughts and ideas. Um, you never see my notebook and you never see me do it, but privately I'll always make a note if it's not on my phone, if it's, if uh, it, it will be somewhere in my mental space until I can get to my, uh, little secret book where. I make all my my notes for references but hey um I do remember on this occasion on the 16th of December God had given me an idea um and do you remember do you know about the times when you can hear people going to um rehab or counseling and particularly rehab you know for example when they go to see Uncle Frank or they're in these sessions um where, you know, it's almost in biblical language or Christianity type of language, trying to confess their sins or the things that they find themselves uh, uh, drawn to, their addicts, confessing their addictions. So they would say something like, hello, my name is XYZ and I am an XYZ addict. And that's really how Thirsty uh, was birthed as just hearing those words and thinking, well, what if there was something that was equivalent to that but looking more at the spiritual aspect and so when I looked at the acronym and the words that I was really given were that this would be a non-judgmental group um, where you know it would be a place where I would help mentor a specific type of women and interestingly enough as the vision has unfolded from a bible study group to a prayer group I can see where God is like "Mm -mm, once you study the word I will send everybody across and you know you guys can share the word and encourage each other so this is not just female but it's also male or anybody that would identify with having a thirst or an addiction for something else so the acronym for thirsty stands for trust him in spite of regardless still trust Yahweh and having said that being the acronym and the meaning behind Thirsty, the podcast or Thirsty, the Bible study group, which I will tell you a little bit more uh, later on. I want you to understand that as you listen to this podcast, you can expect to um, come across subjects that maybe perhaps may not be taught in a church or subjects that 
most of the times are shied away or not just in the church and talking about real life issues that maybe uh, certain people might be very um, uncomfortable to talk about or because of their community status or whatever that might be they might not be want they might not want to associate themselves with it but at thirsty that's where we get to say hi my name is xyz and i thirst after xyz or my addiction is this and in 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 doing that we are confessing what our addictions are and hopefully we can dive into the word of god and begin to trust him in spite of regardless still trusting yahweh and 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 praying that as we study the word it's going to help us change our focus change our thirst from whatever it may be at present to thirsting after the word of god and so i hope that you do stay tuned and hope that you do um uh, stay tuned yeah just to to grow and learn with me in this community now when i was looking at <laughs> some of the terms in the urban dictionary about thirst there's a, an, a particular example given for example where guy one says hey man did you see amber last night she totally wanted the uh-uh. And guy too says, yeah, she is definitely thirsty. So thirsty represents something that you are desperate for. So every time you tune into this podcast, just know that we will definitely be talking about some of the very real um, practical things that people nowadays are thirsting after, that they are desperate after or desperate for rather. And we can hopefully find how can we um either get rid of these desperate things or how can we quench our thirst uh of these things and what is it that we need to to drink or eat in order for us to quench our thirst so i hope that makes sense as to where the name thirsty came from but without further ado i really want to dive into the topic for today our very first ever thirsty podcast is all about locating you and when i say you i mean you and i so let's locate you that's the topic for today well thank god for uh, the vision of thirsty while i was on holiday in spain but also i want to clearly state that the material that i will be using or um uh using to shed a little bit more light on what our current thirsts are as a people will be um searching the scriptures and i want to give honor where honor is due because you know we must do that (laughs) so i want to give honor to my spiritual dad pastor wesley chifunda who's all the way in zambia livingston and what an amazing amazing man as he has introduced me to a book called search in the scriptures and as i've been reading this really uh, I am kind of borrowing this material from from him and from his spiritual father as well to then bring out what God has laid on my heart to share through this thirsty podcast. So, as I was saying, um, we're going to look at locating you. And the very first thing we're going to do is look at lesson one. In this podcast, you will hear pages flip. That's because we are going to be turning into the Bible and searching these scriptures. So why don't we get started? So 
So in the book of Hebrews 5 verse 12, well, actually, before we go into the word, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus to open our eyes and open our ears that as we dive into locating ourselves through your word, that we may see revelation that will show us and help us navigate to where we are so that we can call you from where we are and you would meet us right where we are in Jesus name. Amen. Alrighty. Now Hebrews five verse 12, the Bible says I'm reading from the King James version. I will, I will always be using the King James version on this podcast. So if you use any other versions, that's fine. But Twila Grace will be using the King James version and you can uh, read from whatever version is comfortable for you. Although I would strongly suggest as my, uh, my, my spiritual dad would say, start using the, um, King James version because it gives you a little bit more meat. It may be very difficult to start with, but the more you get to use it, the more you get to understand the language and so on and so forth. But let's go. Hebrews chapter five verse 12. The Bible says for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principle of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. 13 for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil wow what a mouthful like when you've read that scripture of course there's a lot more meat to it um more than i probably will be able to share not because um i am unskillful but because i am becoming skillful and we just have a very limited time on this on this podcast so for the purpose of locating you which is our topic today and um, this is inspired or derived from recognizing our needs from the searching the scriptures book I uh, mentioned earlier on we are talking about the importance of realizing that we are babes so in order for us to locate where we are right now and when I'm talking about locating you I'm not talking about a geographical location per se but let's let's uh, call this place a uh, spiritual location in relation to how well do you know the word of God how well do you know the word of God because that really is what will determine your thirst um so if we go back to Hebrew 5 it's talking about by now we should have been teachers but we still need somebody to come and teach us and this is the very first oracle of God when something is first and and it's talking about by now it's basically saying for example the first letter of the alphabet is a by now you should be at z which means you should have traveled through all 25 letters of the alphabet you should be at letter 26 but for whatever reason you are still needing to be taught a um and and that's the very first letter of the alphabet it's the very first oracle of god and it's now saying that if you are still using milk it's an indication of you being a babe if you're still at letter a not even letter 
the letters K or uh, J or down the line S V W, you are still a babe and there still needs to be a growth in you. So in, in the sense of locating where we are as individuals, and this is for every single person who may be listening to this podcast and including myself, it's really important that as we go on week on week to discover and discuss and really objectively look at where am I? I want to recognize my need by locating where I am. So it's important that you realize that if you are still drinking powdered milk, that you are a babe and therefore you cannot handle strong meat. And this is in relation to the word of righteousness. And that shows that there is a level of unskillfulness, but that's okay. The reason we are taking this very first podcast to try and locate anyone uh, is not to name and shame, but more to if you don't know where you are, it's very difficult to travel to your next destination. Your GPS will always ask you, where are you going? Your Google map will always ask you, where are you going? Your ways, whatever uh, uh, app or uh, device you use to try and locate where you're going from where you are, will always say, where are you going? And it will work out or calculate that based on where you are right now, where you're coming from, your current location. And as we go on uh, studying the word, I really thought it was important for us to locate each other to help and navigate where we are right now are we a babe are we still drinking milk are we at letter a when we should be at letter z can we handle strong meat or are we still unskillful in the word of of god and the reason i'm asking these questions or posing these questions is not so much to be judgmental but rather to help understand where we are so that we can locate where we're going and how we're going to get there and the only way we're going to be able to get there is when we continue to exercise our senses as the latter part of uh, latter part of Hebrews 5 12 um, to 14 verse 14 is actually talking about um, exercising your senses to discern both good and evil is what graduates you from being a babe to being uh, a, a grown folk gonna carry on in this same train of thought by now looking at some real bible giants and the first bible gi- i call them bible giants but you might not but never mind <laughs> uh, we're going to look at the first bible giant we're going to look at who um was able to locate himself is david and we're going to read three different scriptures um that uh pertain to this particular Bible giant because we want to find out how was he able to locate himself? What are some of the things that you will say to yourself as you locate yourself? Um, can you locate yourself or do you need somebody to help locate you? And sometimes you might need somebody to help 
locate you and that could be somebody who perhaps for instance if you are sent under a father ministry uh, in most cases you god will always pair you up with somebody you have you you ever seen a human a human born baby uh, and i say human born baby because it, it might be different in the animal kingdom for other animals um for uh animals that it don't necessarily need their mothers to be around like they 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 actually their ability to mature depends on their parents being absent i can't actually think of uh an animal such as such from the top of my head but i do know for certain that for the development of a human being to be um to the level that it ought to be there has to be the presence of both its parents um because there's the bonding um period that the child goes through and therefore they need the parent to be there so in the sense of locating you there there are um a lot of the times when you are a babe in in the body which is why i'm saying locating you our topic today is not to name and shame but is to help us navigate where we are so that we can get to where we should be the right way and therefore if you are a babe um as you would be a natural baby in the physical um sense you would still need your parents to be there and in the spiritual sense god also has assigned um pastors apostles leaderships um uh, in the church or you know spiritually that can help your growth and 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 these are the people who may be instrumental in showing you where you are and where you ought to be and help you grow but here is david one of the giants we're looking at and we're going to read from we're going to read three scriptures because the word of god talks about how a matter is confirmed at the witness of two or three so i'm going to give you three scriptures where david says exactly the same thing and it also shows where he's at right that moment okay so write this down psalms 40 17 is our first scripture psalms 40 and 17 the next one is psalm 70 and 5 that's psalm 70 and 5 and the third one is psalms 109 and 22 psalms 109 and 22 all right let's go so as i said you will hear some pages flipping that's because we are turning into the word and we're not using a bible app because i love to color my bible psalms 40 verse 17 says but i am poor and needy yet the lord thinketh upon me thou art my help and my deliverer make no tarry oh my god so david is identifying himself as a poor and needy man and yet he recognizes how god thinks upon him and he recognizes that god is his help and his deliverer and he makes a prayer after this realization of where he is at that particular moment how god is um, in his life and what he can potentially be to him if he allows him to and he makes a prayer to say do not tarry oh my god i'm 70 and verse 5 
The Bible also reads, David is speaking. He says, but I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O Lord, thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarry. David is repeating the same statement. He is still needy and poor and recognizes that as his location. And he cries out to God to come and help him. Psalms 109 and verse 22, the Bible says, for I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. This particular verse got to me because I figured that David was saying the same thing three times over. Although the second, the third time in Psalms 109 and 22, he actually says his heart is wounded within me. Now, in terms of having to locate where you are right now, I wonder where, how your heart condition is. It's interesting because David describes his heart as wounded within him. This could mean, when I read this, I thought this could mean like a heartbreak of some sort, a depression of some kind. Could it be that when you suffer a depression of some type, or a low self-esteem or a, a heartbreak could it be that by definition you have now become poor and needy and if that's the case would it be a situation where you would need to not search for the very thing that you think you've lost that is causing your depression could it be that the best thing for you to do is not so much to seek for quenching your thirst with the very thing that you desperately need or think you desperately need, but rather to say, I am needy, I am poor, Lord, you are my deliverer, don't tarry, come and help me. Could it be that that's the position you ought to be taking? Could it be that that's the position I ought to be taking? scripture is really pointing us out where David felt he was at the time. And I, I would really love if we could all take a moment in our lives and think, well, where am I? Where's my location? Where can he find me? If I had to call him from here, where can he find me? Having said that, I really think that at this particular location, the best prayer should be centered around, Lord, teach me your word for I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. The next giant I would like for us to look at are Mary and Martha. You remember them, the sisters? Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 10 and we're going to read from 38 to 42. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I have something interesting to share with you. Like when I read this um, story, I was just amazed at how beautiful uh, and the different things that were going on in there. So Luke chapter 10, 38 and 42 says, now it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving 
and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Boom. Wow. Now, there's a lot going on in that verse, and I'm going to try and break it down um, as quickly as I can, only because I'm very conscious that this is a podcast and we don't want to, we want to leave you some juice. This is just to give you an appetizer. Think of this as an appetizer that will make you want to go into the word and read it and study it for yourself. So it's very important for us to notice that in Luke 10, 38, um, the scene is set. Mary and Martha are sisters. Martha ends up being the one to welcome Jesus in her house. And yet she gets very busy in the kitchen and gets very frustrated at the fact that her sister is the one doing all the entertainment and just sitting down with Jesus and not helping her in the kitchen. And she's now asking Jesus, come on, like, don't you see I'm working out here and she's not helping me. Can you ask her to come help me? and Jesus is pointing out like look your location is in the kitchen her location is at my feet um her what she has chosen to do the location she's chosen to be at is better than the location you have chosen why because you are concerning yourself with way too many things but only one is necessary only one is needful and that is to feast on the word that I'm giving you at my feet. So in this story, Mary and uh, Mary receives Jesus at a house, as, as I've already mentioned, but she gets busy serving. She's got no time to sit and actually feast on the meal that Christ is preparing for them in her own house. I wonder how many of us are busy, um, you know, trying to make a meal for Jesus when he has come to make a meal for us. One thing I want to highlight is the meaning of their names. Mary is, um, according to the Hebrew, one of the Hebrew definitions is rebellion. Okay. And, uh, strangely enough, or funny enough, Martha is, um, suggested to be of an Aramaic origin, Uh, meaning mistress, but it also is uh, closely linked with rebellion. So you can see how there's two types of rebellions happening in this household where the word has come to the door and one of them welcomes, but she's rebelled into the kitchen to go and concern herself with so many uh, things. Whereas the other sister who seems to be rebellious and not helping has actually chosen the right thing to do. So in, in an attempt to locate where you are, where I am, where we are, the question is, are you being a Mary by sitting at his feet and letting him feed you? Or are you being a Martha and trying to br- to bake bread for the bread of life. <laughs> You're in the kitchen baking bread so that you can serve it to the one who's in the living room, who is the bread of life. 
one thing is needful right now is for us to recognize that we are the ones who need to be baked for we are the ones who need to be fed and when we welcome in in we welcome him in our home he is there to feed us not for us to feed him so i hope that does clarify the giants that we were looking at um on today now as i begin to wind down on today's uh, study on locating you i want to bring it to our world today uh where is our world today with everything going on with covid 19 with all the stresses and all the things that a lot of us who are being martyrs have welcomed the word into our our houses fair enough but we got stuck in the kitchen concerning ourselves with so many things when only one thing is needful in this season which is to feast on his word I want to show you the real importance of why we ought to be in the living room right now, sat at the feet of Jesus, feasting on his word. And it's, oh, it's such a beautiful story. Let's go over to Revelations chapter three and verse um, 14. I'm going to read all the way until 20. So the Bible says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. This is, he's now speaking to, um, the church in Laodicean. Actually, I'll start from 14. As I said, revelation three, 14 to 20 and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write these things, saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God. And by the way, if you haven't noticed it, that's talking about Jesus. So 15. It says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would though were, were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth because thou sayest I am rich and increased with good and have and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked doesn't that remind you of where we started with the first giant being david when he recognized that he was poor that he was needy and yet in the word in revelation 3 the laodiceans are no they have no clue that just because they have increased in goods and they feel like they need nothing, they're actually wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So we're looking at where is the world today? 18 says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white and white remnant that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear behold i stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door i will come into him and will sup with him and he with me now this whole thing for me as i read it i'm just like wow it's it's 
it's talking about the same thing. Remember Martha welcomed Jesus at her house. Remember he went into a certain village and a certain woman welcomed him into her house. And he's saying, behold, I knock at the door. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sap with him and he with me. His intention of going to Martha's house was that he would give her food, not that she would get busy in the kitchen cooking. So it, 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 it's funny how we've read the giant David, we've read the giants, Mary and Martha, and now we are in revelation reading about the Laodiceans and what, what, um, the warning is, is, is this is our world today. This is our world today. So the church in Laodicea is like how the world is today is, is, is what I, I make of the scripture thinking of all the adversaries, um, that we're facing, but not even to focus on the adversaries. Let's think about the advancement of technology, the wealth that the world has today in comparison to uh, perhaps in the days of Paul or Peter, the apostle, or even going back 10 years ago, the world has advanced so much in, in technology, in, in wealth, in, in all of these aspects. Um, and, and, you know, despite all the achievements and accolades, let's even look at it from an individual perspective. You might have accumulated so much wealth and so much, you know, uh, praise over the last few decades or last few years or last few months, you've done well, bravo, pat on the back. But one thing is needful. There's a lesson to be learned in this, in that just because the Laodiceans were able to accumulate a lot of goods and not really need for anything, they were still in a position where Christ looked at them and said, you know what? You are miserable, you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. David said that of himself, and yet he's the same guy who God describes as a man of, after his own heart. And yet he's the man who um, is known to, hey, have gotten away with a lot of, you know, not to got away with, with murder, so to speak, <laughs> but you know, he had a great relationship with God and yet he identifies himself as this poor and needy man. So what is, what is it that he's trying to communicate? What is it that is about this podcast today? Why should we locate ourselves? Why is it that having money, wealth, and having won awards and have all these achievements um, attached to our names, why is that not a great indication of anything at all? Is it, This is because in Revelation 3, He's counseling us to come and buy of him gold that is tried in the fire. Until you possess this gold that has been tried in the fire, you really haven't got anything yet. And the gold that is tried in the fire is that strong meat. That's the meat that you, you begin to eat from the point where you're taught the letter A in the alphabet and you continue to grow to the letter B, C, D until you reach Z because you're no longer using milk um, 
as a babe, but you are able to handle the strong meat. So what is this gold? What is this strong meat? What's the gold that's been tried in the fire? Well, I'm happy to announce that the gold that has been tried through the fire is the very word of God, which we have been reading today. It's this very word that will be able to clothe you and cause your shame not to appear. You know, you'll see a lot of well-known celebrities um, whose hidden secrets for years will all of a sudden start to surface. Why? It's because there's a lack of this gold that has been tried through the fire. You'll see a lot of people who hold very high positions in society, people who are, who people, other people are looking up to right now, and they're unable to keep their, their, their dirt from coming out. Why is because there's a lack of the word that covers your shame. And it's not me saying it. It's the scripture. It says, I counsel you to buy from me gold tried in the fire that they, that you may be rich and white remnant that, and that you may be clothed so that your shame and your nakedness will not appear. Anytime you see nakedness and shame appear is because there is a lack of this gold that has been tried through the fire. And the gold is the word of God. The word of God is what has stood through the test of time. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made except through this very word. So it stood through the test of time. So whatever you want to do in your life, you must apply this gold, this word that has been tested through time, which is why now we can understand David's description of himself was that he's needy and he's poor and he recognized that God still thinks after him and he calls on him to say, come and save me. You know, this is why Mary, uh, the sister that chose to sit in the living room and listen to Jesus teach, chose the better thing than her sister, Martha. Not that serving is not the right thing to do. Serving in church is wonderful. Hey, get busy, get serving. The church service won't run unless somebody does it. But like now with COVID-19, the church is not longer the building it's you as a person you are the the church there is no more church service in meetings temporarily i don't know how long it's going to be but when you think about it this is now a personal relationship it's now you choosing to sit at the feet of jesus and letting him feed you this gold buy from him this gold the only way to buy the gold is to spend time in his presence and learn the word of god and only then will he be able to cover and shield you, protect you so that your shame does not appear because his word will cover you and his word would be able to make you uh, open your eyes to be able to see your location where you are and he would meet you there as you call upon him. As we begin to uh, journey through this, I will also want to look at the book of Psalms, uh, Psalms 1, verse uh, 2 to 3. I'm going to turn there quickly if I can find my scripture. Psalms 1, 
verse 2 to 3, the Bible says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate on day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and therefore and, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Now, this is a whole big promise. And talking about trees, this is me winding down on this week's podcast. Um, I want to I wanna, uh, highlight that oftentimes when you see trees in the scripture, it's talking about people. Trees represent people in the word of God. So as we locate you, let's locate you as a tree. What type of a tree are you? Where are you situated? Woo, that's so good. Please stay tuned because what's coming up is a beautiful revelation that only God would have um, shown me as I was searching the scriptures for my own for my own location, trying to locate where Twilight Grace was, and this was what I was given, and I want to share it with you. So, um, in order for us to locate you and begin to see your needs, we need to we need to know that as we go through the word of God, we start a journey of blessings. Yeah. We start a journey of blessings. Psalms one verse two to three is all about knowing that when we start to delight in the law of the Lord, which is his word, his principles, the way he does things, when we meditate on his word day and night, what we begin to become is the tree the person, the tree that is planted by the rivers of water. The tree is the person. The rivers of water is the word of God and it brings forth fruit in its season. You do not become the fig tree that has leaves and you should be bearing fruit, but there's no fruit. This is talking about a tree planted by the rivers of water, a person planted in the word of God, and you begin to bring forth fruit in your season and your leaves do not wither and everything you do prospers. Not some, but everything, not some, but everything, not just in your finances, but in everything. So whether there's the virus or no virus, you prosper, whether there's recession or or no recession, you prosper. That is the benefit of locating you and knowing that you need the word of God and being planted by the rivers of living water, which is the word of God. The last thing I want to share as we uh, wind down is on staying needy. Now that you've identified your location, whether you are needy or poor. And to be honest, when it comes to the word of God, all of us are needy and poor. We're just needy and poor at different levels and different degrees because the idea is to stay needy of the word. The idea is to stay thirsty of the word. The moment you begin to think, I know it all, I don't need the word of God, or I don't need to study anymore, or I don't need to search the scriptures. You've missed the point. And there's a blessing in staying needy. And I'll show you where that is in Isaiah chapter, um, 41. Let's go there quickly. Isaiah chapter 41. I'm going to read from 17 
to 20 and this is where it gets good this is what excites me remember i said in scripture when you see trees it's relating to people rivers of water relates to the word of god okay so um staying needy is important saying staying thirsty for the word of god is important when david allocated where he was as a needy and poor man he continued saying that in three separate scriptures his heart was wounded he he needed God so desperately. And this is a king whose reign has been known even way after he's left the earth. We still talk about David. So what does that tell you? What made the secret source in David's reign was staying needy for the presence of God. And that that's what should be your secret source because that's what will make everything you do prosper. So Isaiah 40 verse 17 to 20 talks says this when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst i the lord will hear them i the god of israel will not forsake them i will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys i will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water and i will plant in the wilderness the cedar the shita tree and the mytire and the oil tree i will set in the desert the fire tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the lord hath done this and the holy of israel hath created it wow what a beautiful word I want to reiterate that anytime you see trees in scripture, it's referring to people. Anytime you see water, it's referring to the word of God. It's interesting that Isaiah 41 is full of God continuing that promise he made in Psalms 1, 2 to 3, where he says, if you delight yourself in the laws of the Lord, which is his word, his principles, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers and you will give fruit in season and that everything you do will prosper. He continues that there's a lot of trees. In fact, in Isaiah 41, he gives a a description of the types of trees. And I want to, in closing, um, I want to talk very uh, specifically about the trees and the study that I was doing and what God was showing me with what would happen to me if I continued to be needy and searching the scriptures. So to stay needy, that's the key. That's the key. As we're ending this podcast, that's the key. Remember Isaiah 41, 17 to 20 is all about promises that God has made for those who choose to stay needy. So he promises to do the following. If you stay needy, if you stay thirsty for his word, this is what is coming to you. One, he will hear you. So anytime you as a needy person, you call upon him like David did, he will hear you. He will hear you. 
two, he will not forsake you. There's another part in the scripture where he promises never to leave you, nor forsake you. But today we know in Isaiah 41, 17 to 20, he's promised he will hear us. Number one, he will not forsake you. Number two, number three, he will open rivers in high places. For me, we're talking about rivers and water represents the word of God. The, the river, you'd expect a natural river to be on ground, to be on low ground. But he's talking about rivers in high places. He is talking about, for me, this really means, um, he will sharpen your, uh, your understanding of his word. He will give you a higher wisdom to understand his word. Remember the water is representing the word. So you're no longer a babe, but you're graduating to be this grown folk who can handle meat, who can be able to decipher between good and evil, whose, whose faith has been exercised, whose word and uh, knowledge is growing. So he begins to open up rivers in high places. He begins begins to open up bigger and higher revelation. He begins to give you strong meat. Okay. That's what he begins to do as you stay thirsty for his word. Number four, he opens up fountains. The same thing. He's pouring more and more five. He, he, um, makes the wilderness a pool of water. Now I took the liberty to, to try and search out what does the wilderness represent? It's a sterile place. The wilderness is a place where God allows you to go through to sterilize you, to sterilize you. Um, those of you who work in clinical practice or who understand hygiene, something that is sterile is the, the highest form of cleanliness you can ever find. So in theaters, for example, in an operating theater, you would never find instruments that are not sterile because because we want to make sure that those instruments are sterile for 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 them to be able to cut through the the parts of the human body that they're cutting through in order for for the operation to take place in a clean environment so that infection doesn't happen so we need to sterilize and um, some of these five or seven star um, hotels will also sterilize their utensils which is why if you go to a cheap restaurant for example you might find stains of um you know water marks or even food marks on the knives and forks but in a high-end restaurant like you can literally you know do your makeup in in the spoon reflection of your face in the spoon because it's been sterilized and polished so the the desert represents sterility it's a place where god will take you to sterilize you um <laughs> to put it plainly remember the israelites when they left egypt they went through a desert because they had to get rid of their thought process in order for them to inherit their promised land the, they had to get rid of their egyptian thought process and 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 so Noah as well in the ark um when he came out of the of the boat the whole land could be 
um, identified as sterile. There's so many places in scripture where he talks about the desert place, the desert place. And then every time you see a desert place, in most cases, um, God will say he will now fill the desert place up again because it's been made sterile. It's been prepared for what it's supposed to, to, to now possess. Now, if we look at our world today and what the w- scripture is saying, he is saying if we remain needy of the word, one, he will hear us too. He will not forsake us. Three, he will open rivers in high places. Four, he will open fountains. Five, he will make the wilderness pool of water. So the place after we have been sterilized in this wilderness, after we've been cleansed and purged and he's made us to who he wants us to be given us a new mind he now fills us with his word remember the water represents the word he makes the desert place pool of water so he fills us with the word number six he plants the cedar the shita matire and olive oil i also took the liberty to search the scriptures on what is the meaning of these trees why did he choose these specific trees With nine minutes to the end of this podcast, I want to announce to you that the cedar tree represents a tree that builds because when, when in biblical terms, when they uh, were building anything that would last long, they used cedar, uh, the timber from cedar trees because of its, um, because of its strength. So the cedar tree represents building. It's also of purification, which is why he's saying that he will plant cedar trees anytime you see trees in the scripture it's talking about people so he will make he will build you as a people he will purify you as a people that's what the cedar tree represents the other tree he said he will plant is the shitta tree spelled s-h-i-t-t-a now in hebrew translation the the word shitta is is originated from the word shot which is uh, by definition a whip a whip to represent chastisement so as he takes you through this desert as he's purifying you as he pours into you his living word as you thirst for him he not only builds you up into this uh person who is uh, of strong standing of firm standing of a purified standing but he also um helps uh, by whipping the foolishness out of you um I know that sounds a little aggressive, but the scripture says the one who God loves, he chastises. So chastisement is not something you can escape when God loves you. He will chastise you. So that's the shitter tree representation. When I looked up the Maitaya tree, this was an uncertain derivation. So the where this word is derived from is not particularly known however it has its own uh um and representation the next tree that is mentioned is the oil tree the oil tree represents fat it represents oil it re- it represents the anointing it represents um the the anointing yeah and the fattening being rich it speaks of you know making you this 
um, anointed person who is not only anointed, but you are also wealthy within yourself. And the, the, there's a twofold promise to that really, because as the scripture goes on, the other part of the promise is, is also that he will set in the desert, which is the purified place, um, the sterile place. He will set there the fire tree, the pine tree and the box tree. And I want, I want you to notice that these are three other trees, which is a second fold of this promise. The second part of the promise is the fire, F-I-R, the pine tree and the box tree. The fire tree is grouped with the cypress, juniper and pine tree. And the pine tree is a noble tree. It's described as a noble tree. It's also of an, of an uncertain derivation, but the essence of the pine and fire tree is that these are trees that are known for nobility. And when you look further, you will see that there's certain spices that are accredited to these trees as well. Spices of hardwood, the box tree, and they, they speak of lasting, enduring. So they, they're more like they, they not only smell good as spices, but they're lasting, enduring, meaning that whatever you sprinkle these spices on will be preserved. So essentially what Isaiah 41, 17 to 20 is telling us is that when you stay hungry for the word, God begins to see you as this cedar tree, as this pine tree, as this fire tree, the box tree, the shitter tree, and the qualities you possess are of purification. He builds you up. He chastises you. He preserves you. Everything that you do begins to prosper. So we've been talking about locating you. I really do hope that by my explanation of the word today, particularly the journey we've taken and uh, where we've ended on Isaiah 41, 17 to 20, you will read this scripture and see, wow, there is a real need for staying thirsty for the word of God, for trusting him in spite of, regardless, still trusting him. So whether you be like David, where your heart is wounded within you, maybe you've come from a relationship breakdown. Maybe you, uh, want marriage so much. Like, uh, I know that that's something that I believe God has been able to deal with me and show me in my journey. Maybe you want to, um, accumulate the highest, um, grades or I don't know, whatever it is that is your thirst. Only one thing is needful to study the word of God. Now I'm not saying don't date and go ye find thee a wife and find a good thing or don't study and show yourself approved of the Lord through the word or don't study and achieve the highest possible grades as a PhD or master's degree or don't look for a job. That's not at all what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is as you serve doing all of these things, just know that only one thing is needful. And therefore, it's really important that as you feed your natural body every day, you feed your spiritual body every day because as you feed your spiritual body every day god sees you as this tree these trees that he's um, outlined in isaiah 41 
and there is a promise attached to people who remain hungry the promise is that god will hear you god will build you up he will chastise you he will he will anoint you he will cause you to be of firm standing and everything that you do will prosper I want to just uh, quickly share a quick prayer and hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Please remember to share and also invite people to listen to it and follow me on um, Instagram at Twila Grace Music so you don't miss when the next podcast is out. We also have a Bible study group um, on called Thirsty Bible Study. Follow me at Twila Grace Music on Instagram for more details. Alternatively, you can drop me an email, info at twilagrace.com. That's info at twilagrace.com. If you are on WhatsApp, we also have a WhatsApp line available to you. All you have to do is message plus four four seven four five six nine five zero zero eight one. That's our WhatsApp line plus four four seven four five six nine five zero zero eight one. And we will be happy to send you the information. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everybody that you have managed to locate in your word right now. I pray in Jesus' name that this word will go forth and bring forth disciples and make disciples of you in Jesus' mighty name we pray with thanksgiving in my heart believing it is done amen ladies and gentlemen i'm your host twila grace i hope to see you back here next week bring a friend oh that was a bit forceful bring a friend and remember to stay thirsty for the word of god Mm -hmm.